Good morning, good morning. It's very nice to see you. Right, we are going to start by reading from Acts. So I will give you a moment to find the book of Acts. It's in the New Testament. And we're going to be talking this morning about family life. Okay, our family life. We're going to be particularly looking at our younger part of our family this morning. So I'm going to read Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And I'm reading from the NLT, the New Living Translation. So it might read slightly differently, but just so you know. So, verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared their money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Marvellous. It's a good passage, isn't it? So here we see the early church. The community living in a way that led to life and to growth. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to a worshipping life together and to growing in prayer. So we've got some questions just as we've read that passage and these questions need answering. Who were the apostles? Who are we talking about here Now, these were the men who had been with Jesus. And so what were they teaching? They, at this point in Acts, we can read that the people had only had one teaching session up until this point, and that is in Acts 2, where, full of the Holy Spirit, Peter teaches who Jesus is, why he came, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, and the giving of the Holy Spirit. So this is where we are. This is what we have just read. And Peter taught that his own, the only response, there wasn't a choice, the only response to this was to repent and to believe in Jesus, to be baptized and to receive the same Holy Spirit. So this was the first apostles' teaching session, and it is what the church devoted themselves to. And then they continued to devote themselves to this teaching in the days that followed and when they got together. Now, they might have got together in a crowd at the temple courts. You can read parts of that, and you can see that as you read through Acts. But they also met together in homes or around tables. The apostles were simply being obedient to what they had been taught by Jesus. In Matthew 28, just before Jesus went up into heaven, he said to them, 
Go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So, their instruction, let's think about that. It was simple. Go and make disciples everywhere. We can do that. Okay, so full of the Holy Spirit, with his empowering, Jesus said to teach new disciples to obey everything that he had spent time modeling and showing and teaching them. And it was a simple plan. And you know what? It still is a simple plan. What was begun in Acts 2 is actually still our simple plan today. Now, there isn't a different version of this simple plan. There isn't a children's version or a teenager's version. The instruction from Jesus is this, make disciples from everywhere. So as we as a church consider our family, we consider our children, whether they're little or teenagers who are taller, the mission and the plan isn't any different. Go make disciples. So church, we are called to be obedient to this instruction. And we are called to be devoted to Jesus. And making our noughts, our babies, up to our 18-year-olds in that shape. It's our call. And we need to model our serving and our ministry around that single aim. Now, the Greek word for devoted is actually very strong. It's a strong word, and it speaks of leaning in towards something. It speaks of persistence, of not giving up, going over and over, pushing in towards. So the other day, my family and I, we were looking out of our kitchen window, and we could see our back garden And on the lawn, there was a family of starlings. So there were babies and the mother. We presumed it was the mother, not the father. It might have been the father, but anyway. The babies weren't much smaller than the mother herself. And boy, did they pursue her. She was pecking in the ground for worms. And they would not give up nudging and demanding that she feed them. They would not back down. They kept squawking and making a noise. They followed her everywhere that she went. They really were devoted to their task of eating. Maybe our children have been like that at times as well. We need to have that same devotion to push in, to keep on going. And we see this devotion in Acts. And so that is what we want to replicate here within our church. Children, youth, adults, all devoted to meeting together in church and also out of church. Structured like we are here today and not so organized and structured, maybe around a table, maybe at bedtime maybe listening to the stories of Jesus or the things that he said, all being devoted to the way of Jesus. We want the way of Jesus to be the loudest 
voice that our children and our youth and our adults hear, not what is being said out in the world, not what is put on social media, but the ways of Jesus. And we want that for our seedlings, for our kids' church, for our solid and for 412 making disciples. We will hear in a moment from four very special people who will be wearing beautiful t-shirts. But whether you put on a t-shirt and join a team or whether you are a parent reading a Bible story or whether you are a church auntie or uncle praying for young people, anyone and everyone gets to play their part We are all in this. We all play our part together in forming disciples of our children. So, shall we meet the team? Okay, I'm going to introduce you, and it would be very good if they could stand and come socially distanced, please, ladies and gents. We have got Charlotte, who leads our seedlings team. We have got Daisy, who leads our kids' church team. We have got Joshua, Josh, who leads our solid And we have got Malcolm, who leads 412. So if you would like to come up, please. And what I've asked these four to do, come. We've got some extra special guests today. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Nice to see you, boys. We are going to hear from each of them. And what I've asked them to do is to share with you what their vision is for their groups. And they're going to tell you the age of the children that they, they care for, because they do care for them, of course, um, and then uh, what their vision is for their group. So Charlotte, would you like to go first? Here is Charlotte. I can stand closer. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Nice to be here. Right, I made some notes, because I'm not very good at this. I'm Charlotte. Hi, I oh, say hello to everybody. Wait. Yeah. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, I work with seedlings and uh, under fives here at Crawley Community Church, and I just want to share a bit of our vision with you today. Our under fives works has a vision to make Jesus known to everyone. We do this by showing love like Jesus, sharing His stories, and praising and worshiping Him. We pray to Jesus and we have lots of fun doing it. Um, Our Jesus calls the little ones to him and we are serious about planting seedlings of faith in our little babes so that they may grow and grow in a godly spiritual life. We hope to encourage a foundation that lets no one look down on them because they are young, but that they set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith and in purity. Amen. (laughs) <laughs> Great. Thank right. you, Marvellous. Okay, let's hear from Daisy. Can I come and stand? Hello. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I lead the team for the 5 to 11s Kids Church group. Um, within this team, we have men and women, we have creative people, fun people. Uh, people that like to sit and chat. Uh, some like to play games and get messy. <laughs> uh, we can do all these things, but there is a reason we do it. Um, 
We do it because we want to see these children loving Jesus and building deep foundations before they get into their teens, uh, where they go off. <laughs> um, yeah, but we know that recently society has piled so much more difficulties before they even get to their teens. Um, at a younger age, even when before, uh, sorry, even since I was young, and that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we want to equip our children to know the truth and bear witness to their friends and to love Jesus now and in the future. These children are going to be serving in our ministries uh, and leading in the future, our worship, our youth and kids, our tech teams, um, they're going to be our doctors, our nurses, our teachers, and loving the community around them. So it's our role to build their foundations and support them to start building their relationship with Jesus. Marvellous. Thank you, Dave. Excellent. Now we have Josh from Solid. Hello, hello. Yeah, so I'm Josh, and I'm part of the... The leadership team with Solid, and alongside me, I've got the lovely Jean and John and Andy and Malcolm, who you'll see coming up soon as well. I know he does two teams; he's amazing. Um, so, who doesn't love an acronym? So, I thought I would share our vision with you through the form of a lovely Solid acronym. So, S is for Spirit, and everything we do with Solid, um, we do with the Holy Spirit in mind. We can't do anything without him, and we want him to be guiding us, and in turn, um, we want to be able to show the youth how to live by the Spirit as well. O, you like this one, it applies to most people in this room, oldies. <laughs> now, oldies this time is anyone from 19 to 90 or even older, um, anyone who's an adult really has a potential role to play with showing uh, the youth how to do it. You've got the experience and it's really important for young people to get the chance to build relationships with other people um, who have been there and done it but are also um, on the journey as well. So it's a great opportunity to do that. L is for love and it is such a great privilege to just be able to love the youth. Um, not every setting that they might find themselves in is a setting where they feel loved. And actually, to give them that place and to give them that care and show it to them is such a privilege um, and is a great thing. Next up, we've got I, and I is for instruction. And you might be saying, Josh, don't, don't lower the tone. That sounds a bit scary. But instruction is really important. Um, at that age, there are so many different paths, so many different potential things that could be happening um, but God has a way and God's way is the best way so it's really important that we helpfully encourage them um, along that right path which is going to be the best thing for their lives. D is for daring. We want the young guys to be people who are daring um, where they go about what they're doing. Daring to speak to their friends about what they've been up to on a Friday on a Sunday. Daring to not look cool because They've, they're going slightly different to how most of their friends are going, um, but in doing so, helping people to, um, to find God. I've just stolen the F and the T from 412, if you don't mind, to quickly finish off. F is for fun. We have lots of it, solid. And T, most importantly, you guessed it, is for tuck shop. 
I shall say no more. Thank you very much. Fab. And last, but by no means least, we have Malcolm. I have this weird thing that everyone else's T-shirts is really obvious what it is. I just need to do this. So we, we put ours on the back. Um, but, you know, anyway, I, I'm sure there's a reason for it. Um, it's really interesting that um, the first scripture, really, that was read earlier on um, is actually the core and the central scripture for 412. Um, let me read it for you again. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And it is 1 Timothy 4.12. Get the link? Um, our vision and our aim is to create a safe space for our sixth formers, uni students, those doing other things, whether it be apprenticeships um, or vocational studies, we aim to create a space where they are able to ask um, questions about anything, whether it's spiritual or even non-spiritual. Just life, to create that safe environment where we can ask and even challenge um, our other thoughts and beliefs. Um, we want to disciple each other and to ground each other in word and spirit through Bible study and encouraging prayer and discussion um, and loads of fun stuff, a place of openness and real life. We don't want to shy away from the ups and downs of real life. Um, <clears throat> we can be uh, that environment where we learn what it is to actually build really strong uh, relationships um, build great friendships that will put us in uh, great stead as we, as we carry on um, growing up. Um, why do we do it? Well, we're not meant to do the Christian life on our own. We're not meant to just be um, ourselves, but we're meant to do that with other people and we can encourage and support um, and build one another up. We want to see this amazing group of friends stand up for what they believe and to be an example to everyone, whether young or old. To go way beyond where myself or Nikki have ever been in our spiritual walk. That they would have an influence in their, um, whether it be at college or uni or in an apprenticeship, um, whether it still be in their last part of their, their sixth form, whether it's um, amongst you in the church, these guys can influence what's going on around. But the whole key thing is to create that safe space where we can just talk about anything. That's inspiring. I hope you're inspired too. So let's look ahead to the weeks that we have got coming up ahead. What will Garden Church look like for these groups? Um, Steve's already said that there will be the difference of time, 10.30, to help us all. Um, what will happen is you will come up the back drive. 
Okay, so let's think about some practicalities. You're going to come up the back drive. The front of the building will be locked. And you will be welcomed by somebody who will sign you in. You're going to be parked up and located to a grassy area by a member of the hospitality team. You will then sit on your chair or blanket that you have brought from home. Remember this. We do have some spare chairs, but it's better if you bring from home if you can. Now, remember, we're in England. Look out the window. Beautiful. Somebody somewhere said there is no such thing as bad weather. Only unsuitable clothing. So be prepared. Bring a flask of warm tea or coffee or a nice cold bottle of water. Bring a coat or a sun hat or all of the above because you know we can have every season in a day. So be prepared. Children, think about what you're bringing. Have you got your hat? Don't expect mum to pack everything. Okay. We will worship together as a family. We're going to be on the grass outside. We're going to be together. That will be marvellous. It will be so lovely. We're all going to be involved. We're going to have the kids' church game still. And I know there are going to be some adults that inside are saying, yes, we're still going to do that together. So watch out on Facebook the week before because you might need to bring some things to join in. We're going to hear the kids' church teaching all together. And then after this point, we will divide out. Seedlings will move to the Jungle Tots garden. Kids' church will move down to the end into the narrower part of the grass. And youth, wait and see. Okay. Now, if you have got a baby, it's okay if your baby is happier to be with you. Have your buggy walk around the grounds. If the baby starts to squawk, I'm sure your babies don't, but you know, if they make a noise, then just move off into a space further away so people can still hear what's going on. It's all right. We're family together and let's help one another and care for each other. So we've heard about being devoted and making disciples of Jesus. Now, this is a simple model. We've done that already. And it means that we have a vision for our noughts. Now, I keep saying 18s, but it's beyond 18. It's into 19, 20, yeah. Within our church family, we're going to help our children and teens to grow as strong followers of Jesus. So our priority must be investing in people, not in events. And our vision means that we aren't simply looking after children. You've heard them all say it. We aren't offering a babysitting service whilst the adults do the grown-up stuff. We're looking to partner with parents, equipping parents to do the work of discipling at home. So we're all equipped. We're all released to go, to grow and to flourish. Now, last week we heard from Steve about uh, our vision around hospitality. And this week we would like you to connect with our teams that we've heard from and respond to the vision that they have cast before you. There's no doubt 
that each one of these teams that we've heard from this morning need more people to make disciples of our children and teens. And through this year, the teams have been fabulous. We've had people writing treasure hunts. We've had um, people reading stories. We've had creating people creating newspapers and sending them out. We've had Zooms with games on that have been really elaborate. We've had activities and disciple-making teaching times. And we need you to respond. We need you to get involved. Parents, we will need you. We need you in the groups. And this will help you. It's not a burden. We look to help you in this. So you can actually talk in the weeks ahead of what you've done within the group. It's about equipping you too. Those who aren't parents or those whose children have grown up, we need you to help us follow the apostles' teaching. Now, we do need a certain number of people to serve for our safeguarding requirements, number of ratios of adults to children. And you know, it is hard for me to say Without the right numbers, we can't do what we'd really like to do. That's the reality of it. So we can all be involved. We can all care. We can chat. We can pray. We can do some cutting out. We can play games. We want to see a flourishing family from babies all the way up to whoever is the oldest in the church now. Do you know I'm not even sure who that is? Alan Hockley, there we go, all the way through. We want to make disciples. So what I'd like you to do is to go to the serving button on the Love Crawley website and register your interest in finding out more. We will work with the teams and, you, and with regards to our safer recruitment, we need to have the right people in the right places. So if you've got any questions, please ask them. Please send messages in. Please register your willingness in finding out more to make disciples of our children. Now, this has all been about garden church with our temporary fences. Do you remember Steve spoke about temporary fences and not brick walls, things that will move and change? But we're also keeping our eye on September because it will be here before uh, not too long. So then things may change again, but our devotion will not change. Our vision will not change. We may need to come back inside before it gets cold uh, again or not. <laughs> we'll see. But our vision doesn't change. We will need to come back indoors and then we will need more people again. So keep your mind on that. So you've heard from me. I think the thing to do now is to pray about this. Pray about our teams. Pray about our vision and what is coming forward. So, Mr. Alliston. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Amazing. Let's give Kaz a round of applause and all the guys. <laughs> yeah. I was listening. 
I was just on my phone in church. I was updating the Facebook page with the crowd there, just saying to find out more about playing your part to help us relaunch some of our Noughts to 18s work, please go to the Serving tab on the website today and register your interest. Thank you. That was all right, That's wasn't it? exactly right. That was all right. So that's what I was doing while my, while my wife was, was talking. Come on, why don't you stand? We, we want to pray together. Um, just some comments from the... I haven't got Zoom open, so I'm sure uh, it's amazing on Zoom as well. Chris says on Facebook, what an amazing team of leaders. Mm. Our young people are in good hands. Uh, Jackie, well done, guys. That's inspired and amazing. Inspired and amazing. Wow. wow. Um, and Barbara <laughs> just uh, says it all. Whoop, whoop. Um, so just before we pray... Um, Kaz did mention some things. These guys have the whole way that we do Noughts to 18s and beyond work over the last year has had to pivot extraordinarily. Yeah. And we don't have staff. No. Many churches have people on staff mm. to, in these areas. We, we just have incredibly committed volunteers yeah. that are doing the kinds of things that have just been outlined. Uh, and, and they have been not only tireless, but so creative uh, in seeing discipleship grow amongst our young people. So before we pray, can we just give them a round yes. of applause? Thank you, Jesus. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. And having clapped your hands, why don't you lift your hands? And we're going to pray. We're praying for Charlotte. Uh, and the Seedlings team, we're praying for Daisy and the amazing team around Kids Church, praying for Josh and that fabulous solid team, we're praying for Malcolm and Nick and 412, why don't you just begin to lift your voices here in the room, at home as well, um, speak uh, life over them, over the teams, over the young people, speak some of these discipleship promises, prophesy that Acts 2, 42, 47 passage over our Noughts to 18s. We, we will have disciples here. Come on, lift your voices. Let me hear the noise. I'll just lead you in a prayer in a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for the privilege of investing in our noughts to 18s. Lord, we, we thank you for discipleship. We thank you, uh, Lord, this morning, someone who's at junior school on our camera, people who've grown up through kids' church in this church, now leading ministries in this church. We thank you over the decades before my time of, of people who've served in these teams faithfully, behind the scenes, making disciples so that people like Josh and Daisy and others are now leading and serving mm. and helping yeah. things grow. Lord, we just celebrate that. Yeah. Lord, in the family life of church, we recognize those unseen church aunties and uncles that have prayed, mm. that have yes. encouraged, that have got alongside. Lord, we're, we're just so grateful, Lord Jesus, that, that we see the outworking now. We speak life now in this next stage. Lord, as we have to open up again and, and begin to do uh, kids' work in more conventional ways, we pray, please, would you provide for us? Oh, God, would you put faith into the hearts yes. of those who are praying with us this morning? Lord, would you touch the right ones on the shoulder now so that they would serve and get involved? Lord, would you speak to those of us who are parents and show us how we can play our part in the next stage? But most of all, we pray over our 
noughts to 18s and our uni students, oh God, we say, let them be a, a group, a cohort that are devoted to the apostles' teaching, that grow, that shine like stars in this wicked and depraved generation. We just prophesy again over them that vision for the 2020s, that there will be boys and girls, even now in our kids' church, that one day will plant churches, that will strengthen this church, that will go to the nations. We pray for more Ben and Hannah's, more Nathan and Hannah's, uh, Lord, more like Flo that can lead worship while she's away at university. We, we pray for others like Joe and Amy that will go to Paris to serve there. Lord, we pray right through. Lord, more um, please like Richard and Rachel that will grow and say, yeah, we'll go plant a church. Where do you want us to go, Lord Jesus? More that will stay here and strengthen and build a growing church here uh, that will reach the nation through staying in Crawley. Lord, we speak that yes. right now over our noughts to 18s, Lord. We, we say over them, Lord, let the stuff that's taken us decades to get in our foundations let it be accelerated in their lives now we pray they truly be young men and women who are kingdom people lord they'd be so strong in the gifts of the spirit they display the fruit of the spirit they'd be confident and bold in sharing the gospel in praying for the sick lord let what's felt like our ceiling be their foundation their floor may they just accelerate beyond in these days through the 2020s and truly be a revival generation that, that yes. see many saved and added from every ethnic background, language background across Crawley, Lord, from every other type of lifestyle background, we pray that this generation will make disciples that follow Jesus radically. And so, Lord, what we're doing, even over these next two or three months this summer, Lord, is filled with this kind of prophetic import. And and so, God, we put the seed in the ground again, and we say now, let it water, let it it grow. Come, Holy Spirit, come upon this church, come and stir up gifting, come and release workers for the harvest come and release disciples come and release those that will put their names on rotors come and release those that will pray at home come and release those that will get alongside and encourage come and release those that will encourage and support the teams and the the leaders in the mighty name of Jesus we lift it up to you today uh, and we agree together in this room and all over the internet we say amen 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 Amen. Wow. Are we, are we doing something else, Nathan? Yeah, and I think Tim's going to come back as well, and Tina. Uh, just one thing I, I want to say. 